0: Hey, you guys! This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. Today is Wednesday, the first of August. We've made it to August. Today is also the beginning of a brand new Bible study series over at Mom Strong International. Today, though, I'm gonna uh, normally I would take Wednesdays and I would go through the Bible study with you, but if you've already subscribed to that, I'm gonna go ahead and let you kind of do that on your own. We always. Uh, start those studies uh, around the first of the month. So typically, uh, this one won't go live until the first Monday of the first month. So uh, probably we're looking at uh, August the 6th for that study, and then I'll start talking about it then on the podcast. Today, I really want to talk about a topic that's near to my heart, and that is uh, the issue of suffering. So we've had some pretty hard things happen in our community here and in the larger Christian community uh, as a whole. A lot of people I know are suffering right now, and so today I thought I would tackle the issue of suffering. Where is God when it hurts? If you're struggling or you are struggling to carry someone to the feet of Jesus, stick around today. I think you're going to be encouraged. So, I want to start off by just uh, saying, first of all, we have hit over 8,000 of you strong over at Mom Strong International. And what a thrill it is for uh, our family and our staff to watch this ministry continue to grow. I had an incident happen a couple of days ago on Facebook. I posted after my Monday podcast, I posted uh, a movie, not a movie, like a series. That's online about transgender kids. Basically, they're trying to normalize transgenderism, like they've been doing, you know, since the dawn of time, and uh, and Facebook uh, removed my post, and they said that my post went against their community standards and that it violated their standards on hate speech, and so uh, I wanted, and so I was frustrated by that because there was nothing hateful about my my post at all. It was just saying, you know, this is this this idea of normalizing. Uh, transgenderism and normalizing mental illness rather than treating it really grieves me, especially since we're talking about children. And so the first thing they do, this series uh, says, you know, it's called, this particular episode was called, I am the scary transgender kid your parents warned you about. So the the title is meant to mock people, right? If you disagree with transgenderism, then it's meant to mock you. And uh, that's the whole, that's the point of it. It's a tactic that's been used uh, recently, particularly in a progressive movement that is uh, used on anyone who dares to, agree, to, uh, to disagree with the gender fluidity movement. So if we took this attitude toward every mental illness, then we would treat anorexics uh, the same way. We would let them suffer and die because of their self-perception, because that's their truth. And if they see themselves as um, fat, even though they're 85 pounds, then that's their truth and we should just let them live in it so they can be happy. So at what point do we say enough? Uh, this is wrong. And we're living in a culture right now that is literally, we're suffering because of our unwillingness to address truth as truth. And uh, Facebook did the same thing. I told you guys I've been moving away from Facebook. uh, And really, that's what I want to encourage you to do. If you want to follow my ministry, uh, follow me at com and uh, MomStrong International. Uh, Because over on Facebook, I've literally had my life threatened. Uh, by the so-called tolerance people. <laughs> but I just want to encourage you not to be quiet because we're racing faster and faster toward normalizing what, what really is an alternate reality. And I hurt for these children, uh, because, you know, 20 years from now, when all the stuff that we told them was going to work doesn't work and the suicide rate doesn't improve and we lied to them in the name of mercy and in the name of love. Uh, we're gonna have a lot to apologize for and a lot to answer for. So that's what's been happening with me over at uh, over at Facebook. It's just kind of another reason why I am moving my platform um, ever so slowly uh, from Facebook and from social media over to MomStrong International. You can find me at the forums there and uh, where we have freedom of speech. <laughs> so uh, we're talking about all things that are related to mothering and marriage and walking this life out uh, the way that God would have us to do it because we belong to the Lord. And so that kind of brings me to the topic I wanted to discuss with you today. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine uh, committed suicide and a few days later, uh, another friend, Winter Evans Pitts was taken home. Her heart stopped suddenly. She was very well known in the blogging community. Incredible heart for the Lord, did some amazing things, especially her heart for young girls in uh, moving them in the right direction. And I watched... Uh, Tony Evans, who I've appreciated his ministry for a long time, with his family just sitting and talking to his church family about the reality of suffering. And I cried as I watched it because so many people that I know right now are walking through some pretty deep water. And so I thought today uh, rather than than um, than sit here and and uh, you know, wallow in it, I would encourage you. And one of the best ways for me to do that right now is through the new book that's coming out, Purse for the Battlefield. So I'm gonna read a little bit to you. The book isn't even out yet, but the launch team is going strong. We are, uh, it just actually starts, it, my read through of Prayers for the Battlefield starts over at the launch team today. Um, and I i believe the launch team applications are closed now. Um but if you applied for the launch team and didn't hear back, please let us know. You can shoot me an email. Actually, shoot Marlene an email, Marlene at mom.com and let her know that you applied for the launch team uh, and that you didn't hear back or that you wanted to and you missed the application and see if she still has slots available. If she does, she'll let you know. But I wanted to read a little bit out of Prayers for the Battlefield because uh, I wrote a lot of this book in the midst of suffering, just suffering in our own family. Uh, you know, We struggled through, as many of you know, Uh, the accident that my nephew Bobby was in last year. And I want to remind you that God says that his peace is actually present with you even more in suffering. Philippians 4, 7 says, You will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And we want to do that as uh, no matter where we are, no matter what we're, no matter what diagnosis we face that was unexpected, no matter what financial loss, no matter, no matter what. So I've written this book to encourage you. There are um, six different sections in it, and this particular section um, is for um, parents who are struggling through whatever it is—the loss of a child, through uh, miscarriage, through death, through illness, through a prodigal child, which frankly is just as painful as losing a child. Um, And God says, I'm with you. So I'm gonna go ahead and read this to you and I hope it encourages you today. On June 27, 2017, my family got a call that changed our lives forever. At approximately 11.30 p.m., my sister called to tell me her son had been in a car accident. In the hours that followed, we heard words that no one wants to hear. My nephew's neck was broken, rendering him a quadriplegic. His brain had suffered a devastating injury known as a DAI or diffuse anoxal injury, which translated into something we could understand was the adult version of shaken baby syndrome. The impact of the accident had left Bobby with a crushed skull and a broken neck. The artery that supplied blood to his brain had been severed in the crash. Paramedics didn't think he would survive the ambulance ride to the trauma center in Portland, Oregon, where we were waiting. The prognosis looked grim. This battlefield was unknown to us. The landscape offered little hope, and it seemed that every possible outcome was devastating. We were heartbroken but we were not alone. God's mercy took on new meaning for me that night. You see, this particular kind of sorrow requires a particular kind of mercy, one that I'd never asked for before. I'd reserved it for other people until that night. Until that night, I wondered how people breathe when they are given devastating news, and now I know. God's peace, which truly does surpass understanding, met us in those weeks and months. Because of God's grace, we were able to walk through a devastating diagnosis with peace. Our weeks at the hospital were filled with agonizing, with praying, and with waiting. And then one day, Bobby woke up from his coma, much to the surprise of his doctors. He is still working to regain the use of his arms and legs. We talk about Bobby's story of healing all the time around here, but to me, the miracle of God's peace was just as amazing as the miracle of Bobby's physical survival and physical healing. As Christians, we don't grieve the way the world does. Because of Jesus, we grieve with hope. 1 Thessalonians 4.13 tells us that we grieve with hope. Uh, And it's true. Because of Jesus, we can trust in the goodness of God. If God was willing to sacrifice his own beloved son He can be trusted with anything we're facing too. Even the big things you're facing right now. That really is the heart of the Lord. It's his heart for you. It's his heart toward you. God says, you're not alone. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And even when things happen that we don't understand, we certainly don't understand. I struggle to understand. Jay and I have lived through the suicides of several people in our 30 years of of, of ministry. And it's hard to understand What happens uh, in the life of a person that chooses to take their own life? But I'll tell you what, you guys, here's what I'm learning. Uh, The Lord knew ahead of time what was going to happen. He knew ahead of time what was going to happen to winter. Winter just uh, passed away suddenly from heart failure. And sometimes we look at what the Lord does or what he allows, rather, and we say, that's not right. And like I, you know, I remember just wanting to cry out to the Lord, you know, take it back. Take it back. Like, this isn't right. You, you made a bad call. I heard Tony Evans say the other day that in sports, uh, when uh, a coach feels like a bad call has been made, he can throw a red cloth out onto the field. And that indicates that they believe that the referees made a bad call. And I think sometimes we look at what's happened around us or what happens, what does happen to us and in our lives. And we want to just throw that red cloth out on the field and say, you made a bad call take it back. And the Lord doesn't take it back. Uh, sometimes we get what we're praying for. Sometimes, you know, certainly in the case of Bobby, Bobby experienced the healing and is continuing to heal from uh, that accident, which has been uh, just about a year ago now. And sometimes we don't get the answers that we hope for. But we have to know, this is where the goodness of God comes in. And this is where either if, if, you're, if you're not anchored in the Lord, uh, I've seen people completely, I've seen people in this kind of devastation walk away from the Lord. And this calls into, I think, not, not the goodness of God, but I think people say even the existence of God, does he really exist? Well, I would rather bet on doing this life with him. I know what God can do. I've experienced his healing in my own life. I've seen him uh, make a lame boy walk again. I've seen him do incredible things, uh, and I know he can do it but he is sovereign. And that means that God does what God wants to do. And I think we sometimes think that this life is all about us, but it's not. It's about the unfolding of God's will in our own lives. It's the unfolding of God's plan uh, for humankind. And we read it all throughout the Bible. So uh, I'm going to end this particular podcast uh, with a prayer. And again, this comes from Prayers for the Battlefield. If you, um, I hope you guys are going to be really encouraged by this book. It's like, it's a handbook for war. It's a handbook for battle. It's it's me coming alongside you and saying, follow me as I follow Christ. Let's pray for each other. Let's encourage each other because this life can be painful. But God said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So I'm going to pray some scripture for you right now. I'm going I'm to be using Psalm 23, Romans 5, verse 3, uh, James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4, and verse 12, and also Romans 8, verse 18, and, and just um, incorporating scripture into our prayer. There is power, men and women in the word of God and incorporating it into your prayer. So let's go ahead and close this podcast out in prayer. Father, we're not always ready for the battles that we face. And sometimes we want to know if you're here, if you really are in the valley of the shadow of death. Are you really in the valleys that we walk? Some of us are struggling with shattered dreams in this valley, Father, and we wonder if we can go on. Father, we hurt. Some of us, are experiencing pain in every part of our body, and we're no match for this giant. Father, I didn't know the broken terrain of the battlefield that we found ourselves on last year, and sometimes I struggle with the terrain of the battlefield that I'm on even today. I feel like I didn't train to fight on this battlefield. I've only heard other people talk about it, and it seems like they know you better than I do. My mind tells me that you're good. I know the verses by heart, but somehow in this place, I need to hear directly from you. Would you allow heaven to touch earth in such a way that I know that it's you? I need to feel your touch, to hear your voice, to be reminded of your love. Remind me that you are always, only, ever good. I've heard you call Jehovah Rapha our healer. Would you heal even this? I've heard of your healing, but only in the lives of other people. And somehow I am now that other person. Now it's my people who are hurting. It's my sorrow, my valley. The hopelessness that threatens to undo me is real, but we both know that. And even so, I know that you love me and your will is best. So even as I struggle for the words, help me to pray for your will. You invite me to ask you for what I want. So I come before you honestly asking for a miracle, but I also submit my will to yours, trusting you to do the miracle that you know is best. Help me not to give up too soon. I'm waiting, Lord. I believe in you, but I'm weary. Give me the strength and grace I need to face each decision each day, sometimes each minute. Have mercy, Lord. Not only do I need to recognize your goodness in this for myself, but I also want to be able to tell others of your goodness. When others doubt your heart in hard situations, would you give me the words to describe this thing that has no words? I used to think that pain like this was unsurvivable, and yet here I am. I wasn't sure I could breathe under this kind of sorrow, but somehow my heart keeps beating in rhythm with my tears. I can't see the way right now. All I have is you. You are the God of hope, and I need something to hang on to. So, Lord, we're hanging on to you, broken heart and all. Men and women, if you are struggling or if you know somebody who is, I just want to encourage you to come before the Lord in prayer. The Lord understands your sorrow. The Bible says that he carries Uh, He carries your pain and he captures your tears in his bottle that it matters to him And we live in a broken fallen world, but it doesn't change the goodness of god And I don't know about you, but I would I know the sorrow now of that this life can bring particularly when it comes to physical suffering and I I certainly grew up in in a A culture of suffering and i i'm telling you what i'd rather do this life with god than without him So if that's you if we can pray for you uh, please let us know. We have a staff that would love to pray for you. You can shoot us an email at podcast at com. And if you've got a question that you'd like to see answered at Mailbox Monday, please shoot us an email, podcast at thebusymom.com. I hope you guys are excited about the release of Prayers for the Battlefield. Uh, my husband and I are praying over its release that it would give you strength and courage and remind you of who you are In christ god has good things for you. He says he has good things for you He means that we're going to continue studying uh, Is that really in the bible over at mom strong international that new study will begin on monday the 6th of august And as we finish out this month, I just want to encourage you to walk in right relationship with the lord In every area of your life. God wants you to be strong physically. He wants you to be strong spiritually He wants you to be strong emotionally and he has that gift for you. It's waiting at the feet of Jesus. We love you guys. We continue to pray for you. Thanks for sharing this podcast and I will see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.